Brand Junkies. Uh, well, uh, it's good to be back. It's been too long since we've had a new episode, Ken. Well, it's been a while for us, but for those listening, they may have just turned off the last episode, <laughs> so it's good to be back with you right now. Boom, and there it is. And we have a guest in the studio today. We are very excited. We're flying high with Bridget Hall, the director of brand engagement from formerly Bell Helicopter and now Bell. Hi, it's Hi, good Bridget. to be here. Man, we're so excited to have you here today. So am I. Yeah, Thanks for having great. me. Thanks for coming. We're super excited. We know you actually brought some swag bags too. And that's always exciting at the Brand Junkie Studios. We're very appreciative. Yeah. Well, good. I, you know, I like, like I said, I couldn't bring my helicopter today, but oh. uh, you know, maybe next time. That, that would be cool. Yeah, that was the sad part, actually. I was kind of hoping, oh, maybe she'll give us a ride. Right? <laughs> you, you didn't hear the rotors turning when right. I came in, so. That's awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about what your position does first. I mean, a little bit about what you do at Bell. People hear that term, a director of brand engagement. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, And one I get often, uh, and really it, the, the title and the position evolved kind of from this journey that we've been on over the last probably two or three years um, in the sense that we started talking about experiences and about how people connect with the company and how they talk to us. Um, and so as we looked at the evolution, we realized it's more than marketing communications. And it's more than just marketing. It's really about brand because brand, as we know, is not just a logo and signs, but it's all about how you make people feel and how they, what they say about you when you're not in the room and all of the interactions and experiences that people have with you. So for us, brand engagement is what a lot of people would think of or call um, traditionally kind of uh, marketing communications, um, trade shows, events, protocol, um, our brand activations and experiences. It's all of those things wrapped into one. Um, and it even delves into things like our environmental experiences. So what do our facilities look like? Um, how do uh, how does our temporary ex- exhibits show up? How do we um, talk to our people? Uh, so we'll talk hopefully a little bit today about tone of voice and what we're doing inside the company to kind of change the way that we're talking to people um, instead of being so corporate and talking such corporate speak. Now, uh, when you're working on brand engagement, I, I believe, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, that there's sort of two levels to it. There's the consumer facing side, but then there's also the internal side as well when you're dealing with employees and creating the brand experience in-house as well. Is that part of your purview as well? Um, It is. And so the great thing with all of what we do is we have really great partners across the organization. And so um, what we do is we set the strategy and we set the vision for where things could go and should be and should where we're going to go in the future. And then we have great partners like our friends in human resources and our friends in our commercial product marketing um, or on our military marketing side of the house that we partner with to bring that vision to life. Um, And so while we aren't necessarily doing employee onboarding. Uh, we are influencing um, and partnering with HR to develop what does that experience feel like when people join the company for the very first time? How do we make sure that they start on the right foot, um, especially as we're in this kind of evolution of culture change across the organization to say, this is who Bell is, this is what we stand for, and this is how we want people to experience um, our company, whether you're an employee or uh, a customer who's using our product. 
outside of just like the feel good aspect of the, we'll say, we'll talk about the consumer facing side or, uh, you know, the customer facing side outside of the feel good aspect of, Oh, Hey, everybody likes our brand and all that. When you have a, a large scale product, like you guys have helicopters for the most part is your primary, right? Is that correct? So I mean, actually, I know you do a lot more, but so actually, helicopters are not our primary anymore. And so the reality is, then part of the kind of impetus for this brand transformation that we've been on is the fact that when we look, we're not a helicopter company, we're not a tilt rotor company, we are a technology company that's redefining flight. So when we looked at our kind of pipeline and our portfolio of where we're going, a lot of our future sits in tilt rotor technology. So if you've ever seen the V-22, it takes off like a helicopter and then it shifts in the air and it flies like an airplane. Um, we have that. We have the V-280, which is a new technology demonstrator that we're working on, same kind of tilt rotor technology. Um, and then when you look at um, our kind of innovation pipeline, we have things like the Nexus, if you've seen the Bell Nexus, which is an air taxi. Um, and it actually has six ducted fans on it. And so, and those, you know, hover and then they flip in air and you're flying and it's actually an electric, uh, it will actually be an EV tall. So it'll be an electric vertical takeoff and lift aircraft. Um, and then we're even working in um, the space where you'd probably call it a drone, um, but it is, it's an, an autonomous vehicle that's like a pod transport. And so it goes and it, it's, doing logistics, moving things. So when we look at the future, um, we are still doing traditional rotorcraft. Um, so we have really great products that are coming through the product pipeline right now, but we're so much more than just a helicopter company. And so we realized our name was sort of holding us back um, from achieving that full potential. And so we've dropped the helicopter um, so we could really envision our true growth of where we're going as an organization. I can't wait to go Google some of these things you're talking about and They're see if I really can look it awesome. up. They're really awesome. Now, back, the question was, though, with all that kind of stuff that you're producing uh, at the industrial level, military, whatever it is, what's the importance of this brand engagement for your customers? I mean, don't they look at your products and the product speaks for themselves and it either answers the question and solves the problems they're looking for? What's the point of having touch points with all these people and creating a brand experience for those kind of buyers? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And, you know, as we as we look at the economy that we're in today, um, I think there is no arguing we're in the experience economy. Um, and so there are a multitude of choices that you can make right in any in any given industry, in any given um, product category. What differentiates is that, yes, our products do stand on their own and they, you know, stand for quality and reliability and safety um, and now, you know, pioneering innovation technology. And a lot of other people can say the same thing. But what sets you apart is how do you make people feel and how do you and how do you are you building a relationship with them? And are you in it for the long haul for their long term business success? And are you their partner or are you just somebody who wants to sell a product to them? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we are really focused on is the experience side of things. So our CEO has this great vision for our company um, that is to be a, uh, a an iconic company with rapidly with superb talent, rapidly creating novel and coveted vertical lift experiences. And that experience word is so important because it's not just about product. You can develop the best product that's out there, but if you don't have all of the intangible and the um, emotional aspects of, of why consumers buy, then they won't select your product, even if it's the best on the market. So that's interesting. You talked a little bit before about 
trying to be a company that engages for the long haul with your customers and your clients and incorporating practices that allow you to do that. What are some of the kinds of things that you can't, what, what illustrates that? What allows you to create that? Yeah, it's, yeah it, you know, it's interesting. And I think it's a, it's a lot of different pieces and parts. And I'll say it starts at the foundational level, right? It starts with um, values and how your organization aligns itself around values. And so one of the big things that we looked at with this transformation was how do we create um, a value structure that are behavioral in nature and that tell people, talk to people about the way we want them to treat one another and the way that we want them to treat our customers. Um, and so you have to start at that very basic level of telling, setting out the expectations of what does it look like to, to how we're going to act and interact and what are the what are the values that are going to guide our actions and behaviors? And then once you have that done, then people make the right decisions and they do things on their own because they their values are aligned with your organizational values and they understand the expectations. And so it makes it very easy to go out. And if a customer calls with a concern, uh, you know, they need a part and they can't find a part because they have an aircraft that's on the ground, right? You have somebody who already knows foundationally how they should support that customer and what they should be doing and the the actions that they should be taking because they're guided by the values that you've set at the foundational level. Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, that's something that Ken and I talk about a lot uh, for our agency is setting those values and then giving that as like a roadmap for people to, you know, make decisions like you're saying. Do you have, uh, do you embody those values when you're sending an email, when you're having a text, when you're on a phone call, when you're in a meeting, are you embodying those not only internally, but also externally? So one of the things we were talking about before we hit record was the brand change that you guys have gone through, uh, which uh, we have a lot of experience doing. We know how arduous and difficult and challenging, like it's monumentally difficult to do a brand change for a small company, let alone a massive company like Bell. So especially now in the digital age with yeah, all the channels available, it's incredible. Can you give us some insights into like what the process was like for that first? And then, yeah, how that's kind of worked out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it has unequivocally been one of the best projects I have ever worked on in my career. Um, and something that you really only get to do, especially if you're, you know, corporate like I am, you get to do once in a lifetime. One time, yeah. um, you know, we have an iconic brand, right? We've been around for 80 plus years. Um, and so it's really important that when we went through this process that we were intentional, we were deliberate, and we took the time and the care to make sure that we were taking into account all of the feedback, not just from our employees and our customers, but our stakeholders and, and our potential customers of where we're going. We really needed um, a brand that was going to recognize our past, uh, talk to where we sit today, and give a vision for the future. Um, and so it took time. Um, and I say all the time to my team and to my boss and to my boss's boss, who's the CEO, that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and it's a journey. And we're going to get there. Um, and we're, we're well on our way. Um, but to your question about the process, right, it really started with our business strategy. So we really needed to start and take a look at where are we where are we going as a business and where do we want to go? And then from there, it influenced our brand strategy. And we developed our brand strategy off of our business strategy. So we did a bunch of decisions discovery work and research around asking questions, fundamental questions like, who do we want to be? Mm. Do we want to be a vertical lift company? 
Do we want to be a transportation company? Do we want to be an air and an uh, aviation and defense company? Who do we want to be? And ultimately, the organization, when we really took a hard look, we realized we have incredible engineering know-how inside of the organization. Um, if you don't know about Bell, we were the first to certify a commercial helicopter. We were aboard the lunar mission. Uh, we were we broke the sound barrier. We were the first company that broke the sound barrier. We created the first hovercraft. Uh, we brought tilt rotor to the world. Uh, but in the last, and like we partnered with the, the, with the U S military to like completely change the way that wars are fought in the air. And in the recent years, we sort of looked at our legacy and we lost sight of that. And so really what this brand change is doing is just re-envisioning the life of that 80 year history and bringing Larry Bell's vision back to life. And so we said, no, we are a technology company at the core and we're redefining flight. So we started with that discovery and talking to employees, talking to customers and asking them, where do we want to go? And then from there, we developed, um, we have sort of three aspects to our brand strategy, the foundational level, which we call our brand plus, and it's um, basically five elements. So it's everything from our positioning and our attributes, which are the things you normally think about when you have a, a brand kind of launch. And then we moved on to really defining what's our purpose as an organization. So why do Bell employees come to work every single day? Um, and for us, that's to unlock the potential of flight to solve real world challenges. We're not just innovating to innovate. We're innovating because there is a real world challenge that needs to be solved for, whether that's uh, a general telling us, coming to us and saying, I need to get my troops across the battlefield faster and undetected, or whether it is um, looking at the golden hour in an emergency medical situation and saying, you only have 60 minutes to save a life. How can you make that 60 minutes mm -hmm. the most effective 60 minutes that are possible? Um, you know, to everything from, you know, looking at our urbanization and how things are getting so congested and packed and recognizing the only solution can't be on the road or underground. Um, so, you know, we, we divined our purpose. And then from there, we talked about those values, right? I mean, we fundamentally changed our values. The values we had before were great. They were table stakes. They were stuff that you just, it, I mean, it was integrity, trust, respect. And those are really important things. And everybody should show up with them at, before <laughs> right, they before right. they even interview. That should be everybody's core values right. from the beginning. Yeah. Right. right. And, so, and so we spent all that time doing discovery, defining what that strategy is. And then from there, we really started digging into our visual identity and our verbal identity and looking at the images, but those things were last. And quite honestly, the logo was probably the very last thing we did because we needed to make sure that we had it foundationally correct and that our employees could rally behind it, that they could see themselves in it today, and that it also gave them a cry for the future of where we were going. What did your um, uh, values, just what did your values become from <laughs> yeah. the, the base ones? Uh, so um, I won't do them in order. I'll try my best, but so um, thrill our customers. And it's not just about, um, it's not just about exceeding customer expectation. And we were very deliberate about what that language was. Um, I love when I describe thrill our customers. It's that old adage of um, Henry Ford. And if he'd asked his customers what he wanted, they would say, well, darn Henry, we need a faster horse. Well, in... In reality, he gave them the Model T, which fundamentally changed the way that transportation is today, right? And in three years' time, we went from horse and buggy to automobile, right? And so it's not, it's about listening and anticipating our customers' challenges to then delight them with something that they never knew they needed. Who the heck knew we needed an iPhone, right? 
But right. we were all thrilled and delighted and we can't live without it now. So we have thrill our customers. We have act swiftly and decisively. Fail fast, right? Like go, try, work, do things, you know, take risks um, and then learn from them and then move on. Uh, and then we have two that are kind of innovation focused. Um, one is make the impossible possible. Uh, so when you look at our history and where we're going, we have these great feats that take the entire company coming together to do, right? This is certifying the very first fly-by-wire commercial helicopter. So if you think about it in the um, airline business, right, you basically have, basically have autopilot. In the helicopter world, you don't have that. Um, it's a lot harder to do. And so we're bringing that first aircraft to market the one that basically has autopilot for a helicopter. That stuff takes a lot of people coming together to make that impossible possible. And then on the flip side, we have an individual one, which is find a better way. And it's all about um, what each of us can do in our everyday lives to make things better. So, um, you know, I have a great process that we use for advertising. Well, can we make it better? Who outside of who outside of our industry is doing it better than we're doing? How do we learn? How do we grow? How do we keep elevating what we're doing? Um, and so that's all about find a better way. And then our all time favorite is the last one. And it's lift each other up. It's mm. about, you know, it takes all of us. And instead of placing blame and pointing fingers, it's about lifting each other up and celebrating each other's successes. And if you have information, sharing it so that person can go and do their job better than they could have in the past. Um, so really behavioral and behavioral intentionally so um, to help people kind of clearly define this is what we want you to go do. Yeah. I love those. Those are great. What I was going to say before was I love that the logo design was the last thing that you did. Yeah. Because so many people do it the opposite. And then it's a beauty contest. Right. And it's like, there's so much wisdom in saying, no, no, no. Uh, we're going to build out the brand because that's really the brand. The logo is just the logo. It's just the thing I say just, and that's diminishing it too much. It's so over like important in most people's mind what the logo looks like. And it's actually more important what the brand is. So I love that you did it that way. That's yeah, and that's I, a good lesson. And it is. And it's all about, you know, what we represent, who we want to be, where we want to go. And I will say there was a ton of intention and thought that went into the logo as well um, about, you know, what it is. It, however, we wouldn't have gotten there if we didn't have that foundation. And if right. we didn't have all of that data and detail and really important thought, we wouldn't have gotten to the place where where we landed, um, which is pretty awesome. Well, that you know, the logo is when you do it that way, it's like the abstract in a research paper, right? You read yep. a research paper and you write your entire research paper and it's 30 pages of cited this and annotated that and everything. And then at the end, after you've done that, you go back and you put all the important elements into that one paragraph at the beginning. And that's that logo process. Create your whole brand, figure it all out, and then take the most important parts and put it in whatever that tattoo is that you're going to get on your arm to yeah. let everybody know <laughs> what right. you are. I know. I don't know if we have any tattoos yet. I might have to go ask if anybody has, <laughs> Maybe has could be the tattooed first. the shield on. I don't know. I'll tell you, when people are tattooing your logo, I mean, like you, Jack like, Daniels, and Harley, Harley Davidson, Davidson yeah. you know you've made it. We That's did. Right. Um, well, I'm going to toot our own horn for a second. We designed some beer cans for a brewery. Beautiful mermaids and stuff. And somebody ended up with that tattooed on themselves. See? We showed it to our graphic designer. I was like, hey, look at that. <laughs> you are on somebody you right now. You know you made it. So I, I want to just touch on the uh, values thing again, because that's mm -hmm. so important. Dave and I come back to this all the time. We talk to a lot of people about it. Um, it's integral to people as they're developing their business. 
when you've got somebody in the workspace and they're dealing with a customer, and as you said before, Bridget, hey, if by considering the values, it tells you how to interact with that customer, tells you what your behavior, they can make their own decisions on what to do. How do you get those employees to buy in and remember those? We always talk about a real simple thing. Hey, put your core values up on a poster or a plaque, hang it in your office. And when somebody's on the phone, they should just be able to look up and that informs them on how to treat that customer. How do you guys handle that out there? Yeah, so um, we actually take a, a bit of a different approach and we don't want to see them on the walls and we don't want to see them out there because we want people to internalize them and we want people to really talk about what they mean to them and how they and how and personalize them. Um, and so what we have done is we have actually we've started showing examples of what does it look like. And so we have our people telling our other people about what it means to lift each other up and what it looks like to find a better way and how they've integrated it into their work life. And so we actually use um, a ton of tools. So we do, um, we have town halls, we have summits, we have videos. Um, so we we create all that where we're allowing our employee voices to be heard. We also have modified and aligned our recognition systems around them. And so people are recognized and uh, rewarded based on the values. They're also measured based on the values. So it is a part of our performance evaluation system. So it's not, uh, we talk a ton, it's not just about what gets done, it's about how things get done. And so it's just as important that you executed your goals, but what's more important than executing your goals is how you accomplished that goal. And so it's all a part of the performance evaluation. It's a part of the the reward and recognition system and then building things around that. So um, people are living them every day um, and they're reminded every day of what that looks like. Um, and we've created, you know, to your point about like making sure that they're visible, we've created cards for leaders um, because we believe in the power of the personal note. Um, and so we've created cards for leaders where they can just write a note that is all aligned with the value. So if it says thrill our customers, you know, hey, saw you worked late to get that part out to the customer um, yesterday. Really appreciate it. You're making a difference in everything that we do and handing that off to the customer. Or I saw you helping your, I saw you helping the, the new employee yesterday and you were training them and bringing them up to speed and I really appreciate all that you do to, to make us the best department at Valve, right? Hand them off a, a card. So we, we integrate that into all of our processes and all of our systems. And so it becomes a way that it's just livable. Um, and we make it, we sort of, you know, make it easy for people to, to integrate into their daily lives. I love that you said this one simple phrase, we believe in the power of personal notes. Yeah. Like that's so simple, but so significant. And it's funny because Ken and I believe the same, but we've never said it with that, like, phraseology. Your copy was much better than that ours. Was way better. That's <laughs> great. So, director of brand engagement, as you're going through this transition, um, it's more than, like you said, it's, it's not just marketing communications anymore. There's more stuff. How do you measure success in your job? Mm, that's a great question. Um, and it's a hard one, right? So you have your traditional measures, right? Where, you know, net promoter score and brand health and, you know, all of those things that you measure. For me, um, what we're also looking at is the intangible. Um, and so one, it is um, feedback over time, right? Are we helping? I'll be honest, not everybody loved this change. 
Uh, not everybody's excited. We're an 80-year-old company. We have right. people at the organization who've been there for 50 years. We have customers who have been our customers since day one. Um, and so not everybody was ready um, and not everybody felt like their voice was being heard um, in the in the very beginning stages of this. And so for me, um, success and, over time is are people buying into the vision? Are people seeing where we're going? Are we are do we have converts, um, if you will, where people are saying, hey, I didn't get it at first, but I'm there now. Um, I get it. I'm on board. I'm ready. Um, and so so that's really how we're measuring success. Um, you know, I, I joke often uh, we get request, silly requests all the time. So before this change, um, our brand approach was very ad hoc. Um, and quite honestly, um, we had more of a product focus. So people resonated with our products more than they did with the company as a whole. So they knew us mm -hmm. for the Huey or they knew us for the V22 or they knew us for the Bell 206. They did not know that all of those things came from the same company. And so one of the very important and, and what that did internally was that created unintentionally silos across the organization. So people connected more with their product or program than they did with the company as a whole. Um, and so for us, success over time is that people are connecting with the company and they're putting their personal department or personal product um, wants secondary to what's best for the company and what's best for the business going forward. Um, and so it's things like, we'll know we're successful when we quit getting asked, can I have a t-shirt for my team? Right. right. Versus <laughs> like, we're all a part of Bell and we're ready to wear this shirt or this is a message everybody needs to know. And so we want everybody to have this. Um, so I think it's those little things that we're going to measure in addition to, the, you know, the big metrics, net promoter score and brand health and um, working through all of those pieces. But it's really the anecdotes around. I didn't get it. I get it now. I, you know, I love the dragonfly. I think it's phenomenal. Um, you know, those are the things that we're looking for. And when we start seeing people saying, instead of going, I know I shouldn't ask this, but, and just not asking and telling their teams, <laughs> Hey guys, that's a great idea. Yet we need to think about the bigger picture here and, um, and doing what's best for the company and, um, you know, little things like, Hey, I want my department to look like, you know, my department versus, Hey, this should probably be flexible because we move offices about every, you know, 30 days. So let's make sure, which is an exaggeration, but <laughs> you're right. Like that anybody yeah, could right. move in here and feel at home. So, so you've, you've hit on some of them, but I'd be interested to uh, hear some more. What are some of the challenges that you kind of encountered as you tried to, you know, steer this massive ship in a different direction? Um, yeah, you know, we had challenges and we didn't. Um, so I think, you know, we had a very clear vision of where we wanted to go as an organization. And that helped, right? We had this vision of um, of the future and where we wanted to go. And so it really, the challenges came in articulating that and getting and like digging in the next level of, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out who we wanted to be and defining, you know, who, what our identity is. But once we all aligned around that is our identity and that's what we're going to go do. We want to be a technology company that's redefining flight. From there, it was, it, it really was pretty smooth sailing in going forward. Um, and then I think just as we go for, as we could have continued to move on, it's just about adoption and about getting people to understand the vision and seeing that they have a place in it. They have a place in the future and we're not walking away from the past that, because it's really important to us that we honor our past um, and we and we're true to who we are today, 
while trying to get to the future. And so it's been, those have been the biggest challenges is letting people know, yes, we're looking at the future and we're not walking away from our past, right? Like our, we're still committed to, to the products that you've known and loved. And um, that's why, you know, when we designed the logo, we were really intentional, right? Like Bell, it's who we always have been. It's who we always, it's who we always will be. And then the shield represents safety, quality, reliability. Those are the things that our customers and our employees like know and trust about Bell, right? That's what we, that's what they pride themselves on today. The people that have been there for 50 years, they pride themselves on the quality of the product that they do. And so that's what the shield symbolizes. And then the dragonfly is all about the future. And it's all about the, you know, it's the, the dragonfly is the ultimate master of the vertical dimension. Like if you didn't know it is, it's swift, it's agile. It can fly in any direction, forward, backward, all over the place. It's evolved over 300 years. Um, so it's like one of the only uh, living organisms that has evolved over time. And so it's this, this like symbol of change and rebirth. Um, and then if you didn't know, it's predatory. So uh, <laughs> it's a really effective hunter. But so it really like those three things combined kind of symbolize where we're going. And when we come up against those challenges, it's helping people see there's a piece for everybody in this new culture and this new brand and where we're going. Um, and we can all get there together. From a nuts and bolts level, since you just started talking about the logo, how did you get there? Was it internally somebody came up with an idea? Did you work with an outside uh, firm? How did you figure all that out and who came up with the dragonfly and yeah. all that kind of stuff. We had a phenomenal partner. Um, so Future Brand, uh, they're an agency out of New York. They're a brand agency. Um, they were our partner throughout this entire process. They helped us with our strategy um, and they helped us walk through everything. And they're the ones who ultimately had the the design. Um, and we looked at a bunch. So we looked at, you know, our team, our in internal brand team. We narrowed it down from about 10 or so um, to three. And then we put three in front of our CEO. Um, uh, but there's a great lady, um, uh, Zhu, and she's out of, uh, she's from South Korea and she, um, and she is based in their New York office and she's actually the one who came up with the design. And, um, it was just, as soon as our CEO saw it, he just said, that's the one, like he, he wow. just knew it, right? Like he just knew it. And he said, it's perfect. That's the one it's the, it is the symbol for the change that we're bringing to the world. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, okay. So one of the things that, and if, if you're a listener, you're watching and you can't feel it, then you may need to check your pulse. You love this brand. Your passion is incredible. It's just radiating off you as so, you talk about this. I love this company. So yeah, that's, I, that's felt like how, yeah. how did that, why is that? How did that happen for you? Because most, most people don't like their job. They just go to <laughs> They're work. just doing it because they got to pay the bills. And you, you're like in it. You love this. Why is that? Yeah. So there are days that I don't love it. Um, <laughs> oh, but, so you are human. <laughs> right. But I just, you know, I just feel so committed to our purpose. I feel so committed to what we do. Um, when you look at what our products bring to the world and what we're solving for, um, there's just no better purpose. I mean, we are... We are providing aircraft to the to the U.S. military who are out there preserving freedom around the world. We are providing aircraft to emergency medical operators, to law enforcement officials, to um, to even you know even when you look at our businesses like oil and gas exploration, like we are finding places and dis discovering things through our aircraft and our customers that have never been found before. Um, and then when you look to the future of where we're going and fundamentally changing um, and and bettering people's lives. 
um, through you know, air taxi and where that's going to take us and what that's going to mean. Um, you know, it's really important, right? And it's it's such an important mission. And um, you'd be remiss if you didn't feel that, uh, you know, that passion. And, and quite honestly, I'm not alone. Um, so if you look at our people that work at Bell, they all have the same passion. They all have the same pride because we are so committed to our customer and we're so committed to what they do and helping them think beyond um, what we even ever dreamed possible. Um, you know, it's it's just an incredible mission and it's an incredible purpose and um, it's a great thing to be part of. If I could fill out a values card and give it to you right now, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, 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 man, I don't have anything else that I'm like pining to ask you. Is there anything else you want to share? Because what you've already shared is incredible i'm like sitting here going man i have enjoyed this immensely yeah. by oh, the way. i have immensely. too i have too i think just the thing that i would tell people if you're you know embarking down this journey is um really think about why you're doing it and so mm. if you're thinking about a brand transformation or you're thinking about a, a brand refresh really ask yourself why you know this stemmed our change stemmed from changing business environment and it stemmed from our business strategy of where we're going and what we're doing and taking a look. And we, I mean, we did a market perception survey before we even started the research and development of where, how we wanted to develop this. We went out and did a, a perception survey to say, hey, this is our vision for the future. Do you think of Bell in this manner? Do you think of Bell Helicopter in this manner today? And the feedback wasn't great. Like the feedback came back and said, no, nah, we don't see you guys as innovative. We don't see you guys as doing this because we had lost so such sight of where we were and where we were going. And so we were very intentional about the, the purpose behind the transformation is to align with who we are in, inside, right? Like who we are inside the organization. Um, so I would say be very intentional. Do the research. Really spend your time and do your research. It can't be a beauty contest because beauty contests fail, right? Like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so you you really need to find something that is based off of your business strategy and based off a strong brand strategy that defines who you are, truly what is your identity. And then you will be successful because you have thought through all of those things and you have, and sometimes it's hard to hear, right? Feedback can be hard to hear, um, but it's important to go through those steps uh, because if we hadn't gone through those steps, we would not be where we are today. And quite honestly, when we look at a world where technology is becoming opportunity um, and change is as an ever uh, an ever present part of our lives, we now have developed a brand that will allow us to adapt and to be agile and to move wherever the organization is taking us. Um, and we're reaping the benefits already, right? We for this last year, we went to Consumer Electronics Show for the second time. Um, and we, I'll give props to my team. They're amazing. My uh, my brand experience team, they are the best team in the industry. Um, and they received, they were finalists in Engadget's Top of wow. Show in CES, which is a huge honor. Yeah, that's, that's Our second year going. Wow. And so the first year we went, people were like, why are you here? You're a helicopter company. This year... We could go and we could just tell our story of technology and innovation and where we're going. Nobody asked why a helicopter company was there. They saw Bell and they saw what we were doing and they heard our story and they allowed us to just tell our story instead of us having to answer all these questions about helicopter technology, right? They got it. Um, so that's success. And now we're sitting on panels that are hosted by Fast Company and Wired where, you know, and we're still doing Aviation Week and we're still talking to those folks too. And people and our peers are Apple and Google and Amazon and all of these other great, you know, technology companies, NVIDIA and others, right? 
that's who we're sitting alongside. And so we really have been able to stand out between our existing uh, competitors and emerging competitors in the newer markets. And we've established this balance between iconic and innovative brand. And all that is because we did the research and we took the time and we were intentional and we didn't rush it. Um, and so I think that would be my my kind of lesson to everyone is take your time, do the research, um, don't rush it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Fantastic. Man, I love it. Uh, okay, I'm ready to buy multiple Bell products now, Great. I think. We've got them for sale. <laughs> I'm ready to buy Friends Bell and stock. family discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, um, Bridget, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us Thanks today. for having yeah. me. This is so fun. If people wanted to get more information, where would they go to, to find out more about Bell if they wanted to maybe come work with you because yeah. you're so enthusiastic? Um, go to bellflight.com. Uh, and then follow our social channels at Bell Flight. Uh, and there'll be a new website soon. So the 20th of June, Ooh. get ready, tune in, because right. we will be refreshing uh, how we how we look externally as well. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again. And uh, this has been another episode of the Brand Junkies Brand podcast. Junkies. Uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. It really helps to grow the show. Till next time, catch you later, junkies. Woo!